It's time for Larry News Sports. My guest tonight, he is the lead draft expert of the Strict Land. From a galaxy far, far away, the droids you can't avoid, C-3PO and R2-D2. And I'm your host, Barry. for joining me on this Monday, January 25th, 7.07 p.m. Uh, this is the Obi Toppin episode. Thank you for joining me, Prez. Very nice to meet you. Uh, thank you for joining me, C-3PO and R2-D2, wherever you are. You're the most high-profile guests I've ever had. Uh, so as we all break down Obi... Um, Prez, first of all, I mean, what, I guess going into the draft, what were your general thoughts on Obi? <laughs> first of all, yeah. every, every time I, every time I hear myself on Pod Strickland at the beginning of the pod, it's going to seem super boring and trash in comparison to that whole intro. So salute <laughs> for that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I try to make people feel bad about themselves when they come on this podcast. Nope, going to feel great about myself. Going to feel bad about the other pods I'm on, though. Nice. Make sure that... <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah, I will. <laughs> but speaking of being a hater, um, that's probably how you could classify my personal opinion on Obi. Yeah. Uh, pre-draft. Um, I know he was pretty beloved by, like, all the draft people on the bigger sites like ESPN and wherever else you want to go. Um, mm. It wasn't that I thought he would be bad. I just thought he would be kind of fatally flawed in a way that just really turned me off. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like you look at power fours and they always do a whole bunch of stuff. Like to put it, that's like the most concise way I can put it. Like all the impact power forwards in the NBA, whether they're like just a little good or they're all stars or they're MVP dudes like Giannis and AD, like these guys all block shots, play defense, play offense, can shoot a little, can drive a little, can pass a little. And then you have Obi, who's a dude who could score mm -hmm. and pass a little and maybe shoot, not do much on defense. At least that's what we saw in college. Right. So I'm like, how good does he like? Does he have to be as good as Amari or Blake Griffin to outweigh the lack of other stuff? And if so, like, that's a pretty risky bet. So that's kind of where I was at. Yeah, that, I mean, that's a pretty tall ask if if he's going to just be valuable on offense. Well, I guess let's start with the defense because that is the flaw. I mean, the major flaw is, 
or, or what do you see as his like defensive flaw? Is it like a mechanical thing where he doesn't move correctly, or is it also in a basketball IQ thing where he's just he just doesn't have good instincts or isn't seeing the floor well? It's a little bit of both. Um, his <laughs> he he moves a, a little. He looks like if you look at him, he has like a very high waist and long legs and. He just moves slower than an NBA player who's six foot nine usually moves. He's mm-hmm. kind of, uh, he moves like he weighs more than he does. He's really not like, he's a strong dude, but he's not like some muscle bound Blake Griffin type. He's like six, nine two twenty, Right. And yeah. he moves like he's, like he moves like how Julius Randle should move, and Julius Randle moves like how Obi should move. Like, oh, like Obi just moves kind of slow and weighted, and and then it's especially when he's moving side to side and back to back that you see him kind of move almost like a center, not in a good way. Um, so it's you know he's the kind of player who because of he because he moves like that. Um, he has to, he has no room for error in terms of like positioning himself and knowing what the defense is, I mean, what the offense is doing and all that. So there's just, again, it's just, it's kind of a tall order to ask him to overcome those mechanical limitations. And he's not like some clueless guy on defense. Um, he's not like an innate as somebody who has like an innate understanding of like things before they happen and, you know, a feel for how things unfold on the court, but he's not clueless either. Like, I mean, everybody says he's super coachable and like is attentive in the film room and you can see him like with the Knicks, even like pointing stuff out. And even when he messes stuff up, you can see him recognize immediately like, Oh shit, I fucked that up. Let me get that right the next time. Um, So you see like the gears turning in his head. So he's not like hopeless, but it's just between those two things, between him kind of working things out as they happen and him being not the strongest or most quick on his feet for a power forward, um, it's uh, it can be a problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, 3PO, have you gotten to watch Obi at all what do you think of his defense defense I mean uh, have you seen things come at him he reflects it as soon as they come at him so I'd say his defense is pretty good he reflects them as soon as it comes at him yeah like I don't know he's not much of a shot blocker a shot blocker yeah all right picture this all right you throw a rock in the air who do you think's gonna stop it Obi or I don't know or just I'd say block that shot (laughs) <laughs> yeah uh r2 how about you uh, well, beep, um i never heard of master julius or master blake but i do know obi always get the high ground and he was attacked with almost telepathic telepathic way so as 3po said you give him the rock he know how to control it <laughs> yeah uh i think we're we're talking about the same ob here um so Prez, with his, um, I guess the strength thing, it's like it's like a lack of leg strength or 
just driving or moving from his feet and his legs. He's kind of, I don't know. He's, I, I know the, the, the scouting on him was that he's just, his center of balance is very high. Yeah. And, yeah. That's, that's yeah. what it, it's like. Chris Dapps, like we saw like Chris Dapps fail at posting up dudes shorter than him all the time. Right. Like Marcus smart or whatever. Um, yeah. We've seen Chris Dapps struggle posting up Frank. Nilakina. Um and it's the same with Obi. Like if you have a guy who's you know shorter than him but is strong or thick and can kind of just squat down and like sumo block him, then that's it. He he's he struggles a lot more than he did versus these random dudes in mid majors in college. Yeah. Um and then on off and then on defense it's it's the same thing. Like he's, he's pretty life. Like he's, like I said, he's like 220, 225. So like if somebody like Blake or Julius Randall or Giannis or Ben Simmons wants to post him up, they probably can. Yeah. I mean, we've already seen like in preseason him having trouble when centers are posting up. I do. It's weird because he's, he's such a good dunker and has great verticality. And I would think, I mean, from what I know, you need a lot of leg strength to to jump high. Uh, it seems it seems pretty academic. Uh, so, like, <laughs> I don't know why he's able to. It's do a different that. kind of leg strength, is it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, think of it like this: like, uh, you know, look at a look at a, the body of a marathon runner versus a sprinter versus a high jumper. versus an olympic squat champion right like all of them got strong legs but they're not all doing the same kind of lifts and movements Mm. yeah i do wonder though if like if strength and conditioning for the right type of leg muscles whatever that might be um could help him in with his lateral quickness and if this is a fixable thing or if it's just he's kind of i don't know what do you think do you think that if he were to work on these mechanics and his strength in the areas he needs, would he be able to one day be decent defensively? Yeah, I think it's, I think, I think you, you can, he can definitely improve physically and mechanically um, to at least become like a neutral, um, you know, like you're, you're just talking, you know, while most rookies come into the league and they got to, you know, pound calories and, lift twice a day uh what obi really needs is to just do a bunch of yoga and like mobility exercises and stuff like that like Mm -hmm. he's older he's already like pretty strong kid um he's not you know he doesn't look like a you know like a teenager or a freshman in college or something like that um physically but he just looks like a like he just looks stiff so get this man in some hot yoga classes ASAP, something, something like that. Um, the good thing is a lot of, a lot of NBA staffs from what I understand now are like, are they're aware that, you know, mobility and conditioning is more than just like putting on weight or taking off weight and that mm. all that other stuff that is like, you know, way over my head, way over our heads um, in terms of physical development is they know how to do that stuff now. So hopefully Hopefully the Knicks can uh, can get him right. Yeah, and hopefully they have that the right staff for that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also wonder because I don't know. Does it? It seems to me like his shoulders are hunched. <laughs> yeah. And I guess that. So I guess that's a thing. And um, I I had to, I had to go to physical therapy like a few years ago for similar sh- hunched shoulders. I would just like. I don't know from computer use, but I would like lift from like the, I guess my upper traps, which is when I would lift my arm and had to learn to like use the muscles in like, like my, you know, the the muscles in my back, my back, uh, my serratus muscles, all that stuff. And I just wonder if that, that one is why his shoulders are kind of hunched. And it's just, he doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't have like the body control and the, and the full like grasp of what muscles to use for moving certain ways. And that I hope is fixable with a physical trainer. Yeah. I've been in and out of physical therapy for years for a bunch of stuff. And and that's exactly it. Like it's, he just needs the pro athlete version of of what we had. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, R2, how would you train OB if you were training him? Beep, I would first um, train him back to his roots where he first learned the force, which is in the swamp. Um, we have a great uh, predecessor, which he was, you know, he was interning for named Yoda that told him how to move, how to balance his mind, how to deliver with the force, how to find himself within just to deliver the plays that he had to do. He the best one. Obi is the best on this side of the universe, if you ask me. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that makes sense to me that if he if he knew how to do it before when he was in the swamps, he's just got to go back to his roots. No lies detected. Yeah, no lies detected. 3PO, do you agree? Yeah, I agree. I don't think it's about muscle with him. I think it's all flowing through him. You know, swamp, everywhere's his swamp, right? <laughs> everywhere's the swamp. Anything could be a swamp if you want it to. Anything could be a swamp with the right of uh, feelings, huh? Yeah. I don't know. I think Obi's a great guy. Yeah. He's nice to me. He is a nice guy. He's always smiling. So actually, I was, I'm glad you're here, uh, C3PO and R2D2. What have you what have you been up to lately? <laughs> I know it's a general broad question. This week or like this past yeah, year? Yeah, this week. Okay, well, this week I kind of just hung out. I went to like a junkyard, you know? Yeah. And kind of just plopped myself down there, seeing if someone kind of came by looking for scrap metal. They might accidentally grab me, and who doesn't want me once you have me? <laughs> you just hang out and at the store this week. I was still doing that. I've been in that junkyard most days. Damn. I didn't no know. No one's got me. I didn't know you were so lonely, 3PO. Uh, R2's busy. <laughs> uh, deep. I'll be in the uh, Taco Bell Cantina uh, looking at pod races. Nice. So that does take a lot of my time. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, I call him up. I'd say, R2, you want to hang? He says, I'm at the Tina. And I'm like, well, when are you going to not be at the Tina? I'm just enjoying retirement, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Obi's not retired yet, as far as I know. He's, he's still got, hopefully, a long career ahead of him. So, yeah, there's a lot of, you know, we've... We've hardly seen him in action, and yeah. some Knicks fans are impatient about it, but I'm not really, you know, I, I already said the concerns that I had, but he hasn't, 
he hasn't been a tire fire on defense. I mean, other teams haven't really targeted him to take advantage of him, which is the main thing I'm afraid of. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, like I'm, I'm not really tripping. Like we're super early. Like he, the guys hasn't even played ten games. Like I'm not really worried about him. <laughs> yeah, I mean all that stuff about the Knicks uh, regretting not taking Tyrese Halliburton or anything like that. That's just, that's just crazy talk. People love to shit on the Knicks, so they're gonna do it. Yeah, it's inevitable. Actually, who who would you have taken at that spot? I would have taken Devin Vassell, who ended up going thirteenth to the Spurs. Yeah. Um, he, I don't know. He's he's a well round. He's a more well rounded player than Obi. Um, he doesn't require. Oh, he doesn't require a cert. Like Obi is one of these players who can be very. He could be very good if he has um, a very specific situation. Funny enough, not unlike Tyrese Halliburton, who landed in a very ideal situation for uh, his own skill set. Mm-hmm. But like we're playing Obi, and you see it. Like he can't, he can't roll to the rim and judge the on fools because Mitch's that's Mitch's job. And as good as Obi is at it, he's not better than Mitch, so he can't do that. Or you know, if he's playing with Randall. Uh, Randall takes up space near the hoop a lot of the time. So, like, he he doesn't have the space he needs to really take advantage of his strengths um, as a scorer and even as a passer. Like, we still see him do some dope passes, but, like, Mm -hmm. it's always, like, at the baseline where there's not much room. And if he was coming down from the top and he had room to maneuver, he could be doing all types of stuff. But because we don't really have – because we have Alfred Payton, who's not really helping – anybody have any space to operate um uh, it's really not an ideal situation for Toppin and Vassell is the opposite he's he would be effective in pretty much any any team any situation because he just plays defense and he shoots and he makes smart decisions it's pretty simple Mm -hmm. yeah he's like he's the typical Florida State player yeah exactly yeah I don't that's that always strikes me as weird how far there's like definitely a Florida State type now and, but it seems like what the type is, is just a guy who could do everything, which is like, why don't all colleges want to recruit that type of player? Yeah, FSU is interesting. Um, they don't have the, the recruiting strengths right. that other schools have. So they got to kind of dig a little bit deeper. Um, guys like Vassell, uh, Vassell didn't even, I don't even, I don't, I think, I think FSU was his only scholarship if I'm, not mistaken. So uh, you got to dig around to find dudes. Um, and, and they've been doing it for long enough now that it's paying off their, their big marquee freshman this year mm-hmm. is Scotty Barnes. And he's a, he's a do everything type with a big asterisk. He's like a horrible, horrible shooter. But aside from that, he's like a six, eight, six, nine defensive wizard who also runs their offense as mm-hmm. a point guard. So, like, they definitely have a type. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wonder if in, like, five years, every point guard in the NBA is going to be 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, Might be, man. Yeah. Um, so, back to Obi. Uh, so, his playmaking, yeah, is, is decent. Um, his shooting, I mean, so far, do you like what you see there? 
Uh, yeah, I haven't checked in on his shooting numbers, yeah, but it's probably regardless of what they are, whatever it is, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I'm, I'm optimistic about his shooting. Um, I don't think he's gonna be some Gallinari Porzingis type sniper, but I think he'll be, I think he'll be solid. Um, he, he's not shy about putting them up, which is good. I know mm-hmm. gives some Knicks fans heartburn because they want to see him do big man stuff and dunk on people, but uh long run, it'll be better. It'll be better for him if he can, if he's comfortable shooting, um, you know, off the catch in different spots and different distances and situations. So um I don't know. I think his shooting will be all right. He, he's still like all the same, some of the same mechanical stuff I mentioned before, like him just looking stiff that shows up in yeah. his jump shot. But um he also, there's also parts of his jump shot that I just really like a lot. Like I like that he he tends to like have good good like flow of movement from his feet to his release. Like sometimes with other poor shooters like RJ, it looks like they're trying to force the ball to make it to the hoop. But with mm-hmm. OB, you don't gotta worry about it. He's gonna moon ball that thing like 35 feet in the air, and you know distance. And ease of release is not an issue with him. It's just accuracy, which sounds a little silly, but um, I think that'll come soon enough. With that ease of movement, I mean, is that another type of leg strength that he's showing that is different from the leg strength on defense? No, I don't even think it's like leg strength so much as it is technique. Mm -hmm. Like, um, Sometimes if, like, you know, if, if to use a different example, like if you go to any park and you want to play pickup basketball, like you're inevitably going to run into some someone who shoots kind of a slingshot, like puts the ball behind their head and kind of just heaves it. And they're usually not that good of a shooter. But yeah. if they are, I promise you that the further away you get from the hoop, the worse of a shooter they become uh, because you're – arm strength if you're slingshotting it can only take you so far with before it, the accuracy just kind of breaks down which is why it's important to like have shot mechanics that seem fluid from your feet all the way up all the way through and and Obi's like that like it never looks like he's like trying to get the ball to like 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 he might not make it to the rim like Obi sometimes he'll front rim a lot of shots and it looks like he's I mean not Obi RJ it looks mm-hmm. like he's trying to kind of heave it forward, um, but that's not Obi's problem. He just he's just pretty fluid, so you know he can get the thing up quickly from wherever, even if it's like thirty feet. Mm-hmm. I guess the transfer of energy, like with it being exactly fluid, yeah, the transfer of energy, yeah, and maybe I mean that's probably why he's it's a similar skill to dunking, perhaps that he's just yeah, very smooth and absolutely, his jump. yeah. Um, so 3PO, um, well, first of all, your relation to Obi, right? Do you, do you know who, that this is Obi Toppin? I mean, I, is that what you call him? Yeah. Oh, I call him Obi-Wan Kenobi. I guess people can call people things, different last names. I guess so. I, I, I don't. R, I say R2K2 just for the heck of it. <laughs> Why would you call him R2K2? 
because changing last names, it's fun. Yeah. Makes it seem like we're more buddies. Clearly, you're very close with Obi-Wan. Well, you're going to call him a different name. I think Obi Toppin is his name. No, I don't. No. R2, is that right? He, be, be, uh, I only called him Obi. I never really, yeah. a big O. That's yeah. a fair point. He has never said his full name, so yeah. I don't, I don't know if R two knows his, the answer. Yeah, R two. Do do you know? Do you know Luke's last name? Skywalker. All right, that's good. So you know that. something. He went to the same school at Obi. Yeah, Dayton. He just uh, he's a year younger. I mean, he went there. You know, Obi is his senior. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, have you guys? by any chance uh i don't know if you've met the mandalorian or have watched the mandalorian or in any way know them is that the guy with the gun yeah <laughs> yeah i've seen him around yeah yeah never talked to him no he doesn't really talk much he really talk. he's a little intimidating yeah yeah but unnecessarily intimidating. That's why I don't want to speak to him. Like we hang out with like Jedi. So it's like, what are you talking about, Manda? <laughs> we like to call him Manda. Yeah, Manda. Gets under his skin. Gets under his skin because he's kind of, I don't know. I think he's a misogynist. Yeah. <laughs> he's a misogynist. I mean, I don't want to spread it, but I know the Mandalorian's a misogynist. Yeah, wow, that's, that's pretty intense. Prez, you have seen Archie Prez. called him Mandy one day. Yeah, he almost killed us. Shit. Yeah. I don't know, Prez. Do you think? <laughs> what do you think? Mandalorian is a misogynist. I don't know, man. I watched those first two seasons, and uh, yeah. you know, he, he he kept to himself quite a bit. We didn't see him have many character, many interactions with uh with with uh, with that many characters outside of action. So it was hard to tell. Yeah. Hard to tell. Can't rule it out. I don't know. He seems like he's got a big heart. Um, you know, he, he seems to work with Cara Dune like she's a peer. And so I I, I don't know. That's I, true. I, I think he's a very open, welcoming young man. I mean, look, take your mask off, Lynn. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not. It's against his religion. Okay. People break their religion all the time. Well, not the devout. My religion's not to get water on myself or I rust, but look at me. I like the rain. <laughs> me and R2 love the rain and we get so rusty. And then we just hop in some rice and dry up. <laughs> <Yeah>, we hop in some rice and be shimmy around. Yeah. So Mandy could do that. Yeah, he could just shimmy around in some rice, I guess. Yeah, Mandy take his helmet off. He's like, oh no, I broke my religion. God will forgive me if I shake around in some rice. Wow. This is you're you're doing a Jedi mind trick on me right now. But it is true. I mean, if if any mechanical thing gets wet, you just throw it in some rice. Well, great insight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> used, yeah, we're used to feed families sometimes. You toss us in the rice, it expands it, and they got dinner. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see. It's very. Uh... So, yeah, I'd say we're the heroes. <laughs> You're the heroes yeah, of right the whole saga. The size of a number two pencil. What? What'd you say? You get a rice grain the size of a number two pencil. Mm -hmm. You ever had a piece of rice the size of a number two pencil? <laughs> I have not. Not a number one pencil. It's bigger. Yeah, I assume it's so. Big. That's why it's number two. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, 
All right, Preds, to move on a bit from uh, from Obi, to talk about, uh, I mean, I, I I am a big Francophile. I love Frank. Uh, I assume you are? Yeah, I've been, been on the Frank wagon for some time. The Frank um, wagon. <laughs> I've been uh, uh, back before the Strickland existed. I did some writing about Frank for posting and toasting um, long, long nerdy pieces. So yes, I have <laughs> invested the time. <laughs> yeah. So it's almost personal to you when, when he doesn't play. Um, it is, it is. I, I mean, I, I had grand hopes for, I mean, I still do like, I, I, we have to, we have to get him healthy. Um, I, one of the things I write a lot about is like shot mechanics and um, I've written not insignificant amount of words about Frank's shot and the inconsistencies um, it contains. And, you know, I, I, we all see like workout videos every off season from all these dudes looking spectacular. Like they're all about to like level up to all-star status or whatever. But um, one thing you can't really fake in an off season video is what your shot looks like. It'll either, like, if you're a bad shooter and, you know, you say you have reporters saying, like, yeah, he worked on his shot this offseason, but it still looked busted, then guess what? Your shot's still busted. Um, but Frank's, Frank's shot looks good, um, better than it has by a lot. So, I, yeah, I mean, he had the, the one game before he got hurt where he hit four threes in, like, 15 minutes and mm-hmm. – I mean, he's not going to be JJ Redick out here, but I'm, I'm pretty sure when he does get minutes, he's going to be one of the better shooters on the team. So, him being hurt is really annoying from a selfish perspective because I'm just trying to see him prove me right. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, I almost feel like a weird connection to him in that just how much I've just I ha- I haven't written long pieces about him or anything, but I've just spent so much mental energy wanting to see him get a chance, getting upset over him not getting playing time, and then to get injured when he just did is unfortunate because he would have... Like, the Knicks actually could have used him with all the injuries they've had. And so I hope... Right. Yeah. I. So this... Now that he's back to being active, um, and I think he'll get some run because... Injuries will happen. Um, there's back-to-backs. Who knows if any, if COVID will hit the Knicks at all. Hopefully not. But I think he'll get some time. And this, I don't know, this this run between now and, say, the trade deadline or the end of the season, it, it could very well be his last run as a Nick. Um, I certainly hope not. But I, I have no read on what the Knicks want to do with him. And if if they're not sure, I feel like this run, it might be his last chance to kind of prove that he is part of the team's future. Um, not to put any pressure on him, but do you kind of sense that as well? Or do you think it's not as big of a deal? Uh, I go back and forth um, between the two. Um I know Tibbs gives vets – he's not afraid to play young guys. He just gives vets a longer rope. Mm. So 
like once a vet proves i mean not a vet once a younger guy proves over like you know a not insignificant sample that they're deserving of the time um you know if they're deserving of 25 minutes a game he'll give them that if they're deserving of 15 minutes a game like Knox they'll give him that and we see it with Mitch and RJ um quickly hasn't taken Elf's minutes yet but he's only played over 15 minutes seven times including yesterday so give quickly time and he'll take a nice chunk out of Elf's minutes too I suspect so you know with Frank he's ultimately gonna have to take minutes from some combination of Elf, Bullock, and Burks and Rivers. Um, so, you know, the chance is going to be there because of injuries and back-to-backs. And um, But I, I ultimately what I always come back to is, like, he might not get long runs in the beginning mm-hmm. as he comes back from the injury, but, like, our shooting is ass. Yeah. Like, it just is. So he's going to come in, and I'm pretty sure he's going to be – among the more reliable shooters on the team, certainly more than Austin Rivers and Alfred Payton, maybe more than Bullock, um, in my opinion, might be a hot take. Uh, so especially given how Frank has shot poorly in all the other years of his career. Mm-hmm. But um, if he, anyway, my point is like, if he comes in and, you know, has a few seven minute stretches, 10 minute stretches where he just knocking down, where he can knock down open shots when he gets the ball and play good defense, um, you'll see that number probably tick up, tick up a bit um, as the season goes on. If he just remains buried, you know, 20 games from now, then you're right. Then it's like, for whatever reason, he's just not a part of the plan. Yeah. I mean, unless, because if he remains buried, they're not doing anything to help his trade value. And this is, I, I do... Even despite the Knicks doing well so far, you know, I don't think they're in any way, obviously they're not a contender this year. So I hope they're sellers at the deadline. And like, I, I think Burks and Rivers and uh, Bullock are nice pieces that teams could be interested in. And if they're kind of, if they're traded to contenders, then maybe that opens up the spot for Frank and maybe they're holding out for the second half of the season. But that's just that. That might just be me hoping. Um, yeah. So, I mean, his shot is nice, as you said. I I think one of the things he just needs to not be hesitant to shoot it. And when he does that, that's just kind of infuriating. You see him like think about it and then dish it off. Yeah, that's been an annoying habit of his. Um... I suspect when he, whenever he does get back on the court, you won't see as much of it. I feel like um, even though that's how most of his career has been, he's been trending a little bit away from that mm-hmm. because under Fizz, Fizz pretty much said, like, you better shoot that thing or else you're not going to play. <laughs> and, you know, he would, like, even this season in his limited minutes, it'd be like 10 minutes played, eight shots attempted or something like that. And... um Sometimes he was the hesitant old Frank would still come up, but a lot of the time I'm like, damn, like he's bordering on a chuck. But <laughs> you know, it, he has to find that balance. Like that's the thing. Like it's always either like 
him being too passive or him being like, I'm going to shoot as soon as I get the ball and like pre-deciding. So, mm. you know, or deciding I'm going to dribble in here and then I'm going to take this ugly mid-range shot, like him deciding ahead of time. Um, and that's what you can't do. Yeah. You got to be able to react to what you see, not just what you want to do ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be in the moment like a Jedi. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. It's interesting that he's kind of a chuck sometimes. Yeah, I do think that when he the like he'll bring the ball up, and there he is kind of acting like a point guard. But uh, you know, after he kind of gives it up, you know, I don't mind so much that the you know the critique of him that he just kind of goes to the corner because I think he's a good corner shooter. Um, but when he's in that role, I feel like he's just got to he he should be a chuck. Like if it comes to him in the corner, yeah, yeah why not shoot it? Yeah, that, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, if you're going to be in the corner, you have one job while you're there, which is space the floor, and then if they ignore you, make them pay. So do that shit. Yeah. Do you guys agree? 3PO, R2-D2? I would say um, whenever you paint in the corner, just remember always look to the force to get out of that corner. Mm-hmm. And just have your faith in the force, and may it be with you. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a nice sentiment. <laughs> I. All right. Since we spent a lot of the time talking about Obi Toppin, I have to break it to you. Obi Toppin is not Obi Wan Kenobi. What? What? No, he's not. He's this. He's a basketball player from, from Dayton University in Ohio. I would say like eighty five percent of that sentence. Doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't. <laughs> Which part I mean, of Ohio? Like a billion languages? Yeah. Including bocce. Uh, All right. So what's Dayton? That's my first focus. Okay. Dayton is a city in Ohio. Okay. And what part of galaxy is Ohio? Uh, yeah. Earth. Yeah. Earth is, um, I think it's in the middle of the galaxy. I don't know, actually. The middle? Yeah, middle? not like the the very middle, but like I don't know, between the, the middle, middle and the outer rim. Here. I don't know. Prez, do you know? I don't know. Well, what's basketball? Maybe we have this, but we just don't know what you're... We don't call it that. Yeah, it's it's a sport uh, people play where you have this orange ball. Um, you're, You have to, to move it. You have to dribble it or pass it, and then you try to sh- throw it up. They call it shooting to get it into a basket. Circle hops. Circle hops. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. He called it circle yeah. hops. Ewoks usually play circle hops. Yeah. Circle yeah. hops. Okay. So cir- they have these tiny little balls and they just make them hop. Yeah. yeah they hop them into the, the wicker baskets. Weird little guys. I know. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be prejudiced, but they do steal from me a lot. <laughs> Every time I go to their planet, I lose at least eight wires. And three antennas for me. Three antennas. He has four. Yeah, so that's almost all of them. That means they sold seventy five percent of my boy R two over here. Yeah, um, I'm not happy. Yeah, he's not happy. And that was eight years ago. And you're still you're still holding the grudge over it. So, so this OB, um, yeah, is he a Jedi or a Sith or? I don't think he's either. I don't know. Prez, do you think he's more of a Jedi or a Sith? Prez. Obi's Obi too happy. He's definitely a Jedi. 
Oh, Although, yeah. actually, now that you mention it, the Jedi don't always be happy like that, so I don't know. That's true. Like, sometimes if you're too emotional, that could lead to the dark side. He's like the little dudes, but big. Like the Ewoks. Yeah. He's like oh, a he's big a Ewok. Yeah, he's like, he's like a large version of those little thieves. Oh. Well, that makes sense. Jedis and Sith, they're all sad. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Really bad group of people. Yeah. So, I don't know. Well, I mean, I <laughs> would love to meet your, your Obi one day. And maybe it is the same person, but I, I maybe hope, it is. we yeah. can't say they aren't. Can't say they aren't. The room. Yep. Which I've never seen. I've never seen them in the same room. Um, before we get out of here, first of all, everybody, thank you for joining. Um, Prez, anything you'd like to plug? Oh, uh, I don't have anything, anything coming out too soon on the Strickland, uh, taking a, a little break and then uh probably see some more writing from me once the nba g league mm. bubble starts up and you know the the college season gets a little more underway we'll see if they have march madness or whatever yeah that's kind of crazy that uh today i mean did you see the news about them now trying to have an all-star game no, the NBA? Yeah, I, I saw that it was this afternoon that there's they're in talks to do like sort of a bubble in Atlanta for an all-star game. And I, I just think like, what's the point? Like, it's, just have the break. Wouldn't that require a few weeks of extra time? <laughs> of, of quarantining everybody? Uh, right, yeah. I, man. And also, what's the, pur- what's the point of a quarantine all-star game in Atlanta? That defeats the point. Save Atlanta for a, for a non-pandemic year. So they can have some fun. Yeah, yeah. Where, yeah, there's whatever strip club Sweet Lou goes to. Exactly. Because, you know, if they go during a pandemic, this quarantine not going to stop them. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah, especially All-Star Weekend. Exactly. Yeah, so uh, I'll be looking out for that when the G League uh, tournament <laughs> comes. Uh, 3PO, anything you'd like to plug? I'll be in the junkyard chilling. Just chilling in the junkyard. R2, anything you'd like to plug? Well, I like to plug myself in so I can get some energy. I've been running on 8% for the past two days. My boy is sleepy. Yeah. Yeah, get some rest. Um, well, I, of course, am at Larry the Athlete, wherever you get your social media, and you can subscribe to Larry Knows Sports wherever you listen to podcasts. May all your dreams be hoop dreams, and may the rest of your days be days of thunder.